I'm Brandon Isle from BYU-Idaho Radio, and I'm with Jim Clark, my former boss. He recently retired, and he is staying busy in the community. And this Friday, he's going to be playing the organ at the Romance Theater during a movie, a silent movie of Phantom of the Opera. Jim, thanks for joining me in the studio today. Hi, Brandon. Thanks for inviting me. Glad to be back to uh, the radio station. Yeah, this is so fun. Uh, You've been playing the organ for a number of years and the piano, and I I love to listen to you. And I love that you're able to play the organ during movies. You've done it before in the past with, what was it, Dracula? Well, we did Nosferatu for the Grand Teton Film Festival a few years ago. That was in the Tabernacle here in town. And uh, this time we're moving to the Romance Theater, and this is part of the community uh, that's doing this. And so it's in the Romance, and we're going to play The Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, this will be so fun. let's, Let's go back in time a little bit, and will you tell me how you first started playing the piano, and then moved on to the organ. Oh, sure. Daddy sold a land of alf- an acre of alfalfa when I was 10 years old, and he took that money, went to town, and came home with the piano. So I started playing with my siblings at uh, that age. They were each older than I am. I was the youngest. I started playing the piano, and also at that time, I got my first car. This was in Farmville, so the young <laughs> people could drive cars without getting in trouble. It wasn't much of a car, but it went down the road, and they got me to three places where I fed horses, and the fourth place was the church where I shoveled coal and carried clinkers. And that's when I started playing the organ because I was in there and finished the work, and so then I would uh, play the organ. And then when I was 12 years old, I started playing in church. So that's how I started. So you've been playing the organ in church or for, you wouldn't really call it a performance at church, but in front of people since you were 12. Yes, I hadn't thought of it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, Now, you have a deep love for the organ. Can you tell me um, when you first heard an organ played at a movie house? Well, I can tell you that I heard of this in my entire youth because Daddy played at the Egyptian theater in Ogden, and they had a Wurlitzer, and that was for the silent movies. Uh, That was uh, from 1924. And he went there and played, practiced, and he enjoyed that very much. So in my youth, and he talked about it, So even though I didn't hear a silent movie, there weren't too many places where you could go to see one. I knew all about it from what he said. He talked about that Wurlitzer again and again telling me things, and I didn't know that it was sticking, but it did. (laughs) Because when I uh, got into my 20s, then uh, Dad and I purchased together a theater organ and installed it in his house. It was a pipe organ from a theater. That's why these organs were made, to accompany silent movies. Of course, that all changed with the invention of sound movies, but they kept the the organs in these movie houses for years. Uh, Some of them still have their original instruments. So you heard your dad talking about this all your life. You purchased one for him, but then you purchased one for you, and you've, you've got one in your home. Sure. Well, not in your house, but in, 
Yes, together we purchased this first one, and we worked on it together and had a lot of fun. And then we added to that pieces along the way, and then we added another small instrument and then another one, and just have been through it since 1980, adding things. And so I call what I have now the cherry picks. Most of it is Wurlitzer, but there were many makes in this country, uh, over 20 companies making theater organs for the theaters. That was big, big, big stuff in the 1920s. And so uh, I gathered a few other things that have become important through the years and have ended up with a Wurlitzer plus the uh, cherry picks from other organs. And, and that's over at our place. We have a metal building, and uh, we are uh, ready to start playing silent movies there. That would be so neat. I know you. I've been there a few times, and you have uh, seating in there from the old Kirkham building, and it's very comfortable and nice and warm, and yes. just a, a great environment. Yes, I uh, will always be happy to be able to get the seating from the Kirkham, and uh, we can put about a hundred people there, and we've got a big movie screen and a big Wurlitzer, and we're just going to have fun. Yeah, but first. This Friday. <laughs> That's what we're doing first with Phantom of the Opera. Uh, tell me what people can expect if they go to this movie and, and hear you playing the organ. Well, the first thing to expect is to see the original movie of Phantom of the Opera, and that's from a book that was written before. And this is where the current movie, the one that we all see, it came from this and from the book. But this was before, and so that's why it's called a silent movie. There was no sound at the time. And so the story is the same. That won't be a surprise. There's quite a few little differences that just make it enjoyable to already know this is what happens, but in the original movie, this is how they did it. So there's a few things like that that are interesting. But the organ is uh, to play the music to keep everything kind of glued together. They weren't meant to be silent. They were meant to have some kind of an accompaniment. started out before the organs with the piano playing. And the piano wasn't necessarily trying to uh, be in sync with the movie. It was just playing, just to, you know, keep things going, keep interest going. And then, little by little, they uh, developed, you know, this piano playing that would fit the movie. It would be in sync with the movie. Then they came with the pipe organs, the theater organs, and tried very carefully to copy what's happening in the movie. For, like, the different scenes would have a certain tone, right? Yes. And some things are happy and some things are not. And some things are frightening. And so the organ plays different kinds of, of sounds to try and fit the screen. So uh, I think what everyone can expect is to see a movie that they know the story of, but see it in a different way. I would think that some people have seen this silent film, but I would think many have not. And so this is an opportunity to see it right here in Rexburg, right at the Romance Theater. What a what a great thing that the community has 
one of these original theaters that the city now owns and, and takes care of. Yeah, it, it looks great. The stuff that they've done over the last few years, I mean, it really looks good. Now, do you know, did the romance used to have one of those organs, pipe organs, in the building? Well, not that I know of. They never had a theater organ, but they certainly did begin their life with, uh, you know, stage plays or some kind of uh, late vaudeville, I would guess. And then the movie started. But they've always been a home for the locals to visit and see uh, movies, most, mostly movies through the years, I think. And I know that they now use that to have all kinds of plays and different things. And so along came a silent movie and a reason to show it, and this might be a little bit different, at least in the past few years. So it's exciting to see how this turns out. Yeah. Now, you're taking uh, one of your electric consoles, organ consoles over there, and you'll be playing that. Are you going to be up on the stage, or how, how are you doing this? Uh, I'll be up on the stage uh, to the side of the screen, not right at the screen, but back a little bit. And uh, I will watch the movie and play along. <laughs> That's so fun. Now, you say play along. Are you... Uh, do you have music that was written for this specifically, or are you just looking at the scene and just giving us the mood of, of what we should be feeling? I'm looking at the scene and uh, providing the mood. Hopefully I have that uh, at, at the right mood. I, I think I do. Uh, and I'll just play uh, through, uh, you know, co- copying the movie. And this movie actually has music written for it. Uh, I don't know when it was written. A lot of movies that have the music written came later. Right. But I know this has music, uh, but it's all written on the piano, and it's a whole different kind of a sound than what the organ does. And so I'm not using that music. I'll play uh, from uh, ear and just from the things that I've kind of rehearsed. Right. Yeah. How much rehearsal do you do for this type of experience? Well, I try not to watch the movie more than five times. <laughs> I want it to be fresh. Uh, this is about an hour and 40 minutes, I think. And so that's, I'll just call it a two-hour movie. So that's a long time to sit at once and play and that's another reason that uh, I go for five times. Uh, that five times doesn't have to mean anything part- in particular. I'm just saying that that I need to learn the movie. I need to see how the scenes go from one to another so I can be ready with the right kind of sound. Uh, but as far as trying to rehearse and remember what I did, you know, on the keyboards, I don't really take it that way. I'm not sure what will happen. I have an idea, you know, of things that I have planned for. I get a certain sound in my head that I want to reproduce, but exactly what key I'll be in and what kind of, you know, chord progressions, I don't really know that. It'll be different for me. Sometimes I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) 
I say, well, that was interesting. You should write that down. You should do that again. <laughs> so really, you could have a different show every time you play. I would say that it's definitely different, but it all has the same flavor to it that fits the movie. And in fact, I should say that the most important thing here is the movie and not the accompaniment. The accompaniment is only met, it meant to strengthen what the movie is trying to do. And so sometimes people ask, well, are you playing songs that we know? And there are different ways of doing this, but I never play a song that is known because I have found that that's distracting to the movie. Suddenly your mind is about what is being played. And the best uh, silent movies that I've been to uh, are ones where I can't focus on that organ. I try to because, you know, I'm learning how to do this, and I want to see how did, how did they do And it only takes, you know, a few measures of music, and I'm right back up to that screen. So I say, oh, that's a good kind of accompaniment because it keeps my eyes on the movie. So I can't remember what I started saying here, but I think it was about the importance of the movie and that the organ accompaniment doesn't interrupt the movie and what the producers and, you know, the actor, actresses, all the people have planned to have happen. So does that make sense? It certainly There's does. one way of doing it. There are others. But I'll, I'll tell you, I, we'll be listening. <laughs> It'll be fun to to have you up there playing this music, enhancing the movie with with the organ. And it's an exciting thing to have happen in our community. Um, again, this is Friday at 7 uh, at the Romance Theater, and this is part of the Library District's On the Same Page event. You can actually, if you want to read the original book, the library has that for free. You can pick it up there on Center Street and get read up so you can go watch the movie on Friday night. Thanks, Jim, for joining me. Uh, talk about the organ and silent movies. This is fun. You're welcome, Brandon. <laughs>